Welcome to Beyond the Stories, a creative business podcast for those looking to find freedom and fulfillment in the work that they do. With me, business coach and therapist, Lauren O'Sullivan. Hello and thanks for joining me today. It's lovely to have you here. I hope you're well. It's been a crazy couple of weeks this end, but all good crazy mind you. And I'm glad to be back with an extra special episode today. But just before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I'm nearly fully booked now for my one-to-one business coaching. So if you have been thinking about booking with me, please get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Come and have a chat. Otherwise, after this, I'll be then taking bookings from September onwards. Anyway, now back to today's show. So today's guest is actually one of my former clients and now friend, Gemma James. I first met Gemma 18 months ago at a women's business meetup that I used to run in our hometown of Manchester. Gemma is one of those lovely people that you want to straight away, but even more so when you get to know her. Behind Gemma's softly spoken manner is one of the strongest people I've had the pleasure of knowing. Gemma and I started to work together not long after a devastating tragedy in her life that changed its course forever. We took things really slowly in our work together to try and make sense of the road ahead and what the future looks like. Gemma's strength and determination also stands out in her ambition in her business and it's truly been an honour and pleasure watching Gemma grow into her purpose and develop not only her business idea but her own confidence in what she has to offer the world, which has culminated this week in the launch of her website, The Lifestyle Project. In today's episode, Gemma talks very openly about the events that have influenced her, her journey so far and her plans for growing the Lifestyle Project into a business that will support and help others. We also talk about the next steps for the business, including finding the right people who it could help and developing a valuable offering for them, as well as talking about some of the challenges that Gemma is facing in putting herself out there and all the perfectionism and fear of judgment that naturally comes with that for so many of us. Anyway, that's enough from me. I hope you enjoy the episode. Here's Gemma. Hi Gemma, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. It's my first ever podcast. You're so very welcome. I'm very excited for you to be here, very excited to chat to you again because it's been a, it's been a while since we've spoken. I know, it's so nice to, to have a chat again. Hopefully it won't be, be too long so we can um, meet up in person. No, definitely. I think, at, you know, all this crazy time in the past couple of months things have changed and yeah it'd be nice to get get together and and meet for a drink in future we're long overdue some wine I think I know maybe we should have had a wine with this this podcast maybe it could could be a bit more interesting if we'd done with a glass of wine but maybe a lot more editing (laughs) I think it would maybe not at half three in the afternoon that's probably not a a good idea after a wine so that would be the best I do have some tea though Oh, tea, good. Well, a cup of tea is, yeah, a cup of tea and a slice of cake. Yeah. So, Gemma, for those in the audience that haven't heard from you, do you want to do a bit of an intro to who you are and what you do? Yeah, I think that would probably be most people because I'm not very good at uh, the whole social media thing. So, my background to start is in the beauty industry. So, I'm a makeup artist and beautician. Um, and I also have a bit of a background in marketing as well. And I guess the best place to start is kind of three years ago, 2017, everything kind of fell apart for me quite spectacularly. Um, I was happily married one day at the gym with my husband. He you know, just, I won't bore you with the entire story, gets, starts getting some stomach pains. Um, long story short, the next day we're told that um, he has cancer. 
unfortunately it's already progressed too far to to be able to treat um because he was so fit and healthy and only 30 he hadn't had any symptoms so we were unaware of it um so within a few months he passed away um it was all very sudden and then a few we i think it was about four weeks after that i lost my job as well um and then a couple of months after that had to because of everything obviously move out of our home so everything kind of within the space of about six months had gone quite spectacularly tits up and I think, yeah, that, that year kind of ended up with me sitting alone in a one-bedroom apartment, as I've written on my website, just trying to figure out what the hell had happened. Because that's a huge thing, like, things to, to deal with in such a short space of time. Yeah, it was just kind of an ambush of everything. Everything had just been so normal. We were, you know, I was 28 at the time. My husband was 30. We were, you know, just doing our thing, living very happily. He was very successful, building his way, um, had his own business. And yeah, we were just pretty happy. And it all just kind of, everything just kind of ambushed at mm. once. So yeah, I was kind of left in a place pretty confused and I'd say fairly angry um at the world just trying to figure out um yeah what had happened so that was the end of 2017 and yeah I was just kind of left a bit identityless just trying to figure out because everything that had been familiar to me had been kind of taken Mm. away all at once so I was left just kind of trying to figure out who I was what the hell I was doing what life looked like for me now and just yeah in a place of utter just being completely lost I wouldn't say I had no support obviously I had great friends um but we were all kind of in our late 20s and it was just so much more than anyone knew how to deal with at that point obviously no one had been through anything similar um my family all live in Ireland where I'm from originally and I'm based in Manchester um so there was no one really close by to help and when I tried to kind of look into accessing some help through counselling and things like that I was just consistently kind of turned away and told you know you're, you're not a priority um that's just crazy that isn't it you think in that situation there would be the infrastructure and the support there within the system to to support you, you I don't know obviously from somebody that's never been through that exper- experience you'd assume that would be the case and it's really shocking to hear from you that it, that it wasn't yeah I kind of thought the same I just like I think I had it in my head that like people you know would be queuing up to help by people I mean like you know we'd have the resources when I went to the doctor and stuff like that I just assumed there would be you know people wanting to help but I got sent away with um, a handful of leaflets and then I contacted like various charities as well like um, you know cancer charities and was told various things from you know you're not in the right postcode for us to help you to just you're, you're not a priority um, basically so yeah I think it kind of became clear that it was all in my hands I guess um, and that no one was really bothered about helping me as much as I was so it, it just kind of was all on me and I, I think that was kind of when I came to the decision that you know I had to decide was this gonna be something that owned me or if I was gonna Kind of take charge of it and decide you know what I was going to make of it um, and I think I, I just actively made the choice that I was going to figure out how to take some positives from this and you know what I could learn from it and it just kind of started on this 
I guess, self-development journey without sounding cheesy. I picked up a Tony Robbins book and became like, obsessed with everything I could read or listen to. And it just kind of went on from there um, in terms of this, this journey of trying to figure out. I, I think I actively made a decision to see, see things from an, imp- an empowering point of view. Like I had this feeling of I don't know, you know, what my purpose is now, what who I am, what I'm doing. And I kind of made the decision to see that as, okay, well, that means... I can choose to make this empowering and that, that that means I can do anything I want and I can rebuild this and, and make it what I want it to be. So yeah, the, I think the next couple of years was just a hell of a lot of work on that, on um, my mindset and trying to let go of this, you know, anger and accept that, you know, you're never going to know why certain things happen. But, you know, you being bitter or angry it was I very actively made the decision that I I didn't want that because I didn't think it would serve me and I think I was turning into a horrible person to be around frankly um so yeah I just kind of I guess you could say spent a couple of years trying to figure out what I was doing and what I could make of this how maybe I could potentially help use it to help others what I could learn about me and then yeah I think it was about that point in my life I bumped into you yeah so we met always probably it's 18 months ago I think now probably which was crazy I was about a year and a half into everything when when I met you at at one of our events yeah and one of you know you've just talked about your experience there and I think when we first chatted and we first met and you told me about what you'd been through, you know, you you really explained there how you really threw yourself into not letting what had happened to you. I don't want to say change you because it, it would have changed you, but not broken you. You wanted to take, you made a conscious decision to use the experience. And I remember just when hearing you at the time talking about it, just being absolutely taken aback by this person that was set, sat in front of me, just in utter admiration about how you could do that. And I would never, you know, I can never, you know, even begin to imagine what you went through. But to hear you speak, how how you were speaking and how you're speaking now about how you really grasp that the strength in you to be able to do that was something like I said from the outside in that was really difficult for me to to grasp how you could be as strong as that and I think it you know it it is quite ex- exceptional you know I know people deal with things in different ways but at your age I think I don't know I just knew when I, I met you there was something very very special about you put it that way oh, thank you <laughs> And when we met, so we when when we first met, we met at um, at the time I was running a business meetup, and you came along because you were looking at leaving your marketing job. And sorry, I think you'd had left your marketing job, hadn't you? You were in another job. Yeah, I'd taken um, a day job. I'd basically I'd had taken five or six months off um, after. I'd, yeah, after um, Rich died, just to kind of get myself yeah back on track um and then I'd taken a day job just an admin job to get myself used to being back in the workplace again really because I didn't want to I'd been a a marketing manager and I didn't want to go back into something with that level of stress straight away after being out of the workplace for for six months so I think I'd just 
started a, a day job I've been in it a, a few months maybe whenever I met you yeah so when we met you were at that stage when you were developing the makeup side of your business and wanting wanting to do that and you'd gone into a lot of self-development and sort of self-reflection to understand what you wanted to do do you want to talk a little bit about that and what that looks like in understanding what it was that you wanted to do and how that's then developed over, over the last 12 months 18 months yes yeah, so I'd always done been obsessed with uh, makeup and beauty skincare and I'd always done it on the side since um leaving school so about 15 years now and I yeah so I'd always done it on the side um while I was working in my various day jobs while I in my, my marketing jobs and stuff um and it was always like my husband always said to me like you love this so much why are you not trying to make that your full-time thing like it's the only thing over the years that I've seen you never lose passion for like you're you're always you know just as obsessed with it as you were when I met you and I'd always kind of I don't know guess was was lacking the self-belief to to make it into anything or believe that I could work for myself and then obviously he became ill and as, as things progressed we we got told, you know, this, this isn't going to, you know, end well for you. So it was at a point where we'd been told that he had about two weeks left and he decided as a gift, he decided to order me um, these books off Amazon that I still have now. Um, one of them was Carrie Green, She Means Business, which everyone has to read um, if you haven't. And the other one was uh, a book called Girl Code by Cara Orwell. Again, everyone needs to read that if you want to start a business. Um, so he basically ordered me these books as as a surprise and said, I wanted to give you a present, but one that wasn't going to make you feel sad when you looked at it, one that was going to you know, inspire you and you'd be able to take something from it and move forward into the future. And like, I want you to do this. Promise me that you will. I mean, once you've made a promise to, to your, your dying husband, you kind of stuck with that, aren't you? You can't, really, you can't get out of it. So that was when I made the decision that like, yeah, do you know what? Life's too short. You quite literally never know what's around the corner. So if I'm going to do something with this, it may as well nice as good a time as any because I'm quite literally at rock bottom and have, I remember saying to my friends, like, I've, I've literally got nothing left to lose. So, you know, I'm going to, why not? So that was, yeah, that I kind of, I used my time off to, along with doing all the work on myself, I'd enrolled in like um, a refresher makeup course. I was already, you know, fully qualified and had been doing it for years, but it just kind of to get me back, get my, help me get my focus, give me something productive to focus on. Um, and I went and trained in a few extra services that I hadn't offered before. And I think I was at the point when I met you and I had come to the business meetup, it was at the point where I had decided that I wanted to make this happen, but just had no idea where to go with it. I'd been doing all this work on myself, but didn't know from a business point of view where to go because I'd never kind of worked for myself before. And my husband was very business orientated. He had his own business and was really successful. And he was the person I would have asked all of the questions to. So I was literally just on a mission to find someone else who I could ask these questions to because you know he wasn't here to answer them for me and that was what kind of brought me to the meetup and how we met and then I think yeah I spent spent a while just trying to build up my makeup and beauty clients I played around with getting on Instagram and setting up a blog 
um, and a website. And I did manage to build that up a bit. I got booked on a lot more work and did a couple of events that were really exciting, but it just kind of never, it, it felt like it never fully clicked. I just had, I've always had something inside that was saying, okay, this is fine, but how I'm not using my story to help people here. How can I, you know, I've, I've gone through all this for a reason and I decided that I wanted to use it to help people and I'm not sure this this doesn't fully align I don't know how I can tie these things together so it was just and and we started working together around that point as well we were I was trying to you know figure out what direction I wanted to go in and I know you you kept trying to say you know give me advice and say well you could do this and this and you know use your story in this way and it just like wasn't clicking with me and then one day it was like a light bulb went off and it was like, well, why don't I stop just writing about beauty on my blog and try and expand it a bit? And why am I not telling people this story of how, you know, I've gone from this to this when there's so many other people out there who could be in the position I was where they're looking for help and can't find it or are being denied it. And I could be the person that, that they need to find who can help them. So, but by just focusing on this one area, this makeup and beauty that I'm, you know, denying all that and potentially losing the chance to help someone who really needs it. So that's when we start. Well, I started trying to piece together this idea of how I could expand on that. I remember bringing it to you, and you were like, "Well, yeah, that's what I've been saying to you all along." It's like, well, yeah, it just it, it needed to click with me. Absolutely, because I think the, like, the thing is, you could know something. You can know something logically, but I think all this is about going through a process. And I think, you know, particularly you've been through a very difficult time and not just that you were going through that process of self-discovery. And I think we were just talking before the podcast, it is a process and that process is, it's like an onion with layers peeling off. It doesn't happen all at once every bit of research that you do or every time you go deeper into your work every time you get out there and meet somebody or delve a little deeper another layer of that onion comes off and it's like you see the world and you see yourself and you see your place in it in a different light so and it that's not a process that can be rushed it's something that's that, that's going to take take time but now this feels I mean, certainly from, so you've got your new website live and we can talk a little bit that, uh, about that a little bit more. But like you said, that word alignment, this feels very you and it feels like the makeup was one part of you, which actually held back one of the most important parts of you. Whereas this feels like you're going out there and you're approaching the world with your whole self ready to kind of speak with your voice and what you want to say. Yeah, it's because it just felt like because I'd always marketed myself as a makeup artist or a beautician, that was what I really had to, I was forcing myself to stick to right within that box. And then just kind of, you know, the, the light bulb moment was just like, but I've, you know, spent the last two years doing all this. Why, why am I not sharing it when it could potentially help someone else? And I just, the kind of overarching, I guess, aim is to help the me of, three years ago because obviously I was you know looking for help and being denied everywhere and I think I'm quite a strong person um but I just think I worry for other people who 
you know, are going and asking for help and it's being denied of them and they don't have close family nearby. Like, I, I just worry, you know, if other people in that position, like people, you know, people need people to help them. So I just think if I'm in a position where I could be that person, then why would I be sticking to just writing? makeup and skincare and just shutting everything else out because mm. I mean we were saying before about like you know the shock at the lack of support you know if there's any ever kind of any need for anything in business you know this is a genuine need that you know needs to be filled and you know you were and you are a really strong person but a lot of people could have really gone the opposite way with that yeah that's my worry um I mean I still I moved house about a year after and and met with a different doctor who then said oh I'm going to put you on a waiting list to see a counsellor or whatever but I mean that was what two years ago now and I still haven't heard anything so effectively for three years like I've still been waiting for something I I don't I feel like I'm in a place now where I I don't need it but I just worry like for someone else who does to be you know just kind of abandoned I guess um, and not have any access It, it just worries me yeah no I can definitely I can definitely see that and I was like you know the gap in terms of there is a huge gap there and it's one that very much you've got the skills you've got the experience you know you know to help fill that and really help a lot of people so the website you've launched Gemma tell me a bit more about where you're where you're up to now and what kind of vision is with this and and what you're doing at the moment so it's just launched this week it's called the lifestyle project and it's just basically I mean it's still in the very early stages it's got some content on there and it's just gonna be I guess the vision is to be like an overall wellness kind of and support hub like I said to try and help the me of three years ago I guess there's gonna it's gonna be somewhere where I write about dealing with bereavement and loss from my point of view and you know just I guess trying to share all the things that I've done over the last few years to try and get to the place where I'm at the message I want to get across through it and what I've written on on the homepage is you know you I want everyone to know that you're never beaten like if you decide that you're not and and you want to come through something then you can like when you commit to it you'll be absolutely amazed what you have the power to do and I just want everyone who's going through a really shit time to know that it's it you can build it doesn't matter what things seem like now you can build you know a life that you love and you can come back from anything so that's the message I want to get across through the content um I think it will be a mixture of me writing about bereavement and loss from my point of view and also mindset work and, and things that I've worked on to try and I guess heal and move forward would be a mix of a bit of everything really I guess and I do still want to bring beauty into it because that's my form of self-care and I've I've written a post on this called um, are you being kind to yourself and it just talks through about how that was a really I guess solid for me when I was going through looking after my husband while he was um, unwell but how it was kind of the one thing that was solid the one thing that I had control over when everything was changing so quickly so I think I will still include beauty stuff because I want people to know that it's not just about the vanity side it can be a real mental health thing when you're going through something that it can be something to turn to as well 
And it played such a big part, like you said, in the role that that played in your experience was very, it was it was very real. And I think the thing that I like about the makeup as well and bringing it in is I think the mindset is, you know, the mindset stuff and the support with that is going to be so invaluable. It's really going to be invaluable. But the makeup side of it, that angle as well, I think adds something really practical and tangible. And I imagine if people are in a really difficult place, sometimes the mindset stuff can maybe feel inaccessible or difficult, whereas something that's really practical and tangible and hands-on that they can maybe do complements that side of things to, you know. Yeah, and that's what it was for me whenever um, Rich died and I enrolled in that makeup course. Um, That's what it was for me. It was three hours, one evening a week where I had to be really focused and hands-on with something and it just, it didn't matter what, you know, was going on. You know, I was living in this shit apartment that I really didn't want to be in that didn't feel like home and to get to my class every evening I literally had to walk past the place where we'd had my husband's funeral and everything was just like so much but I'd get there and then for three hours I had to be really focused on something and just everything else was just gone like it there there was no space for it in my mind so I think that's what I kind of want to get across that it's more than just you know beauty tutorials and about you know looking nice I want to get across how much it, it can actually help with your mindset as well. Make that actually make a different, a tangible difference. So you're kind of at the you're at the early stages of developing this idea. You've definitely got a strong, you know, why and reason to be doing this, and that's really, really clear. What's kind of next with this now and how are you how are you looking to develop it? And are there any challenges that you you're facing at the moment in that this stage of the process? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest ones at the moment is just really defining who my audience is. There's just so much noise in, I guess, the wellness space at the minute of, you know, everyone's going to help you live your best life. Everyone's, you know, about positivity and everything. And I just think I don't want to get lost in that void. Um, so I, need to, I feel like I need to narrow down who it is I'm really targeting But for me to say, oh, I'm only going to target people, I'm going to help people who've gone through exactly what I've gone through. Well, it's thankfully really rare to find someone who's been widowed really suddenly at 28 and then lost everything. So I I need to be a bit wider than that. So I guess for me, I'm just trying to figure that out at the moment. Um, My feeling is I just want to help people who have been, it might not necessarily be bereavement, but some kind of life trauma. I just want people to know that, all right, you may you know, feel like you have to rebuild from scratch at the minute, but you can, you know, you can do it. You're not beating, you can still build an amazing life. So I I guess it's just trying to niche down at the minute to who I'm targeting so I don't get lost in this whole wellness stratosphere. Yeah, and I think you, I think there what you've articulated and sometimes actually when you, when somebody asks you that question and you answer it back verbally, you can articulate that even though that's something that's not maybe fully expressed itself yet in the work that you're doing but actually your response to me there was quite clear in terms of who who you wanted to help and why yeah it's sometimes other people can bring it out of you easier can't they yeah and I think 
I think that's the thing. I think sometimes it's maybe, you know, it's maybe stepping back from things. The other thing that I'd say is I know that you've really, really immersed yourself in business and social media and, and, and the wellness industry over the past few years. And I think that has helped shape and formulate actually what it is that you want to do when you're placing that. But I wonder if some of that, like you spoke about the noise and, you know, differentiating yourself in, in in that noise I wonder if some of shutting some of that out temporarily may help a little bit as well in terms of going deeper into you and deeper into your work and and who it actually is that you want you want to help yeah no that's a good idea I get potentially remember when I was um doing all my makeup stuff and I used to get so lost looking at other makeup artists work on Instagram and you told me to unfollow everyone and it was actually a massive help so I guess it's kind of the same thing isn't it yeah because I think because I think you do you know to me you sound like you you know you definitely do have a clear idea but actually maybe as well because you're at the start of this new avenue in kind of where you want to take things and develop into I'm sure that will continue to evolve as well and the you know the layers of the onion will peel off and that will become clearer over the next few weeks and few months as you you develop more into that. Yeah, and I'd like to, I guess, with the bigger vision for the website as well, have a space on it where other people can share their stories, you know, things they've overcome and how they've rebuilt and just have this real inspirational space for other people to read. That would be really good. Definitely, because I was thinking when when I was kind of looking at this and what you were doing and who this might be for, you know, you said it part it was helping you three years ago and in terms of content and what service you want to provide it's thinking about what that person may find helpful what do they need what can you give them and one of the first things that kind of came to my mind was that community aspect as well yeah definitely and I'd eventually like to expand and collaborate with things that aren't my area of expertise but like you know expand with people so that there's a whole hub where people can find things like fitness and nutrition advice like because that's one of the main things is like you know when you've gone through a bereavement or some kind of trauma is looking after yourself physically if you don't if you live alone and you've not got someone there to make sure you're okay it's one of the most difficult things you can do I mean I think I lived off oven food for about six months because I just couldn't be bothered like the idea of cooking for one was just like too much so I'd like to have an area where people can I guess be guided on physical wellness as well as as mental and spiritual side as well I guess that'll come further down the line but it'd be really nice to collaborate with some people I think that sounds I think that sounds great because I think that's not only considering the whole person and it's going to be really valuable offering but if you're thinking about I know you mentioned about growing your audience you know collaborations with other people and you know sharing their audience and working together and things can be a really valuable way of doing that as well yeah and I get that's the thing that I need to focus on at the moment I think is growing my audience so that I can potentially reach the people that need to see the content I've started Instagram over from scratch so I think there's about 10 followers on there at the moment and obviously the website's quite new so it's just going to be audience building for the foreseeable future I think 
Definitely. And I think as well, the more that you, um, as you start to connect with people on Instagram, as soon as those conversations start to grow, I think that's when you really start to know who this is for, because you start to speak and talk to those people. And instead of them being an imaginary idea in your head, there's actually real life people that become those people that are approaching you, talking to you, having conversations with you. Yeah, and you can find out what it is that they actually need. Yeah, definitely. Because I suppose like when we think of building an audience, I suppose that sounds like quite a technical term, but really what I suppose you're looking to do is connect with people and build relationship relationships with people when it comes to it. And maybe it's worth having to think as well what type of relationships you want to build for people. So I suppose what do you want what do you want your content and what do you want your business to be there? to do um, on a practical and emotional level for people? Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about. Um, obviously trying to figure out where I could potentially take this long term. Obviously, I don't have all the answers now, but I guess how do I get this to the, the point where I would be able to work on it full time and give it my full attention? And Where could I expand to further down the line that would make that possible is a big part of it that I'm trying to work out at the minute. Mm. well in terms of that Gemma obviously like I think you're in a position where you you are accepting that that's going to be something that's going to develop over the next couple of months and you don't necessarily have to have the answer to that now but from your perspective what, what do you think in terms of like thinking it from how you'd want to spend your time and what you enjoy doing do you kind of have a, like a gut feel for what kind of things you would like to do in the business you know as it develops I quite like the idea of developing some kind of online courses and like things for people to download things that um I don't know what yet it might be one of the things that I found massively helped me that I was so skeptical about at the beginning was I'd always heard people talking about journaling and I just kind of never never thought about it and I just thought again what have I got to lose I'm going to give this a go and I just fell in love with it and I just found it so helpful for me and I've still got so many friends who are like, I don't, I, I feel so stupid. I don't know what to write. Like, what, how do you start? What do you do? So maybe something as simple as like putting together a, a course to help people get into journaling and see what kind of benefits that they could get from that. And just things like that, just thinking about how things that have helped me and how I can put that together in, in one place that's really accessible for someone else to be able to benefit from. I think that's the strongest thing you can do, really, because, you know, sometimes we talk about, you know, defining a customer or defining an audience where really a lot of successful businesses of the type of businesses that we want to run are, are like you just said, are helping the us three, four, five years ago that are not as far along in the journey. And, you know, some of those things that you needed three years ago, the space, the community, probably feeling heard and feeling understood and not feeling alone it's how you can look to bring bring some of those things into into effect now and you know particularly something like the journaling that's really helped you again that's a real practical thing to that you you would be able to offer yeah and I think I'd also like to put something together for to help people know how to support people who are grieving because that's a big thing as well of you know a lot of people want to help but they just don't know how so they end up saying you know the wrong thing or saying nothing 
written a little bit about this in a post that's on the blog at the moment but that's something I'd quite like to go into deeper because I think there's a need for that like so many people want to help but they just don't know how I think there's a certain amount of imposter syndrome I guess as well kind of saying well what shouldn't I have some kind of I'm not a counsellor shouldn't I have some kind of qualification to be able to write about this and you know what we're like just like putting ourselves down I know and I think like you know with this kind of thing I actually think there's a huge 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 value in you not being a counsellor because I've been through that process myself of you know training to be a psychotherapist and I think there are very particular ways of working and there are very particular, I suppose, boundaries and practices that you can and you, you things you can and can't do as a counsellor. Um, and it's quite restrictive in some sense. And I think actually what you're trying to do here is quite different. I think, you know, holding that space for people, being able to create a community, I think that's much more accessible to somebody that isn't a counsellor, really. So actually, I think that's probably something and this tends to happen when people think the things that are their challenges it's actually the thing that is your strength and does make you different yeah that's true I think Tony Robbins said that actually he used to be really sensitive about not having a degree and then he realized it was one of his biggest strengths because he wasn't kind of bound by what counselors and psychotherapists have to the the rules and standards they have to adhere to and he's kind of free to use pretty much any method he wants to teach people Definitely. Because it is like, you know, I mean, I fully value the world of counselling and psychotherapy and, you know, I've seen it in action. And for for certain people in particular circumstances, it's definitely going to be the best option. But this offers you the freedom and the flexibility to, like you said, do things differently and do things in your own way. And actually through the lens of somebody that has been through that experience and can understand it at a completely different different level yeah because I think I remember you saying to me a while back that one of the things that was really difficult is that you didn't you didn't really feel like you, your friends were so helpful and everybody around you was trying to do the right thing but because it was quite an unusual circumstance that's you know obviously not everybody's experience it was quite you felt quite lonely in that experience of not having somebody that did actually just get it and, yeah. and I think that's what you can be for somebody, you you know, for somebody that might not have that friend or relative who gets it, you're that person that just gets it. Yeah, definitely. It's difficult. I mean, my friends were amazing in that they wanted to be there, but obviously they just didn't know how or what to do or say, because it's not something that most people in their late 20s have had to figure out how to deal with. Yeah. And I think through through what you're trying to do here as well is people will come for the people are going to be attracted to you and what you do both for the really practical helpful advice and tips and tutorials and things that you're going to develop but I think part of the attraction will be people building a relationship with you whether that's through your content whether that's through your Instagram your blog whether that's through buying your products or working with you one-to-one I think a lot of the value in what you have to offer as well as you know your approach and what you do will be people building that relationship and I'm wondering if that's like the next place to take your content a little bit so people can get to get to know you a little bit more do you think I was just thinking about this last night actually um I guess there's part of me has this fear like do you think people still 
need blocks. I think I've said this to you before, but I feel like just everyone just kind of wants their content, their content so instant now on like Instagram and IGTV and Instagram Live and stuff. I think is there still a market for people who want to like sit down and read a blog post? Am I gonna where should I be focusing on putting the body of my content? Should it be on the website or should it be on you know figuring out how to use Instagram? It's just all like a bit of a minefield. No, definitely. I can understand that. And I think, you know, there's definitely no right or wrong with it. And there's, you know, different things work for different people. But I think a good starting point for that is asking where you think that audience is, which is probably going to be like a bit of a hypothesis and a bit of a guess at the moment to, to see, you know, to see if that where they are. But I think some other things that are probably more important is thinking about you and where you consume content and also thinking about where you enjoy spending your time and what you enjoy doing so for example if we said oh the place for you to be was youtube but you hated doing video still, it might be the place to be but if you don't like doing it there's no there's no point in doing it whereas if you enjoy spending time on a blog post that's much more valuable in itself because you're going to enjoy doing it you're going to spend time doing it and you're going to be able to do it consistently what i'd say as well is think about because in terms of when I found somebody that I really like, I might not read blogs generally and I might not spend time reading my blog. But when I come across somebody or something that I'm interested in, I'm absolutely delighted and over the moon to discover their blog. Because if I like if I like them a little bit through Instagram and I want to know more and I really get into them, I want to consume all the content I can about that that person. And to be able to go to their website and to have all that information and to find out more, it's like a bit like you end up um, binge consuming all their blog posts from the last year or two. And those are the people that are going to really connect. Those are the people that you're really wanting to speak to. And those are the people that are going to end up going through and you know, purchasing and buying from you. Yeah, I still love reading a blog post. Um, but I, sometimes I feel like I'm still the only one. Um, but I think from my business point of view, it's, it's so important to have your own website anyway, isn't it? Because I was reading the other day about this girl who her, her Instagram page got hacked and they wiped everything and she had like over 30,000 followers and that she ran her business purely through her Instagram page. So she lost everything. So I think just as, as a backup, I mean, it's really important to have your website with all your content and stuff on it anyway, isn't it? Definitely. And I think... You know, Instagram sometimes feel, feels like it's the be all and end all, but actually you're right. Your website is the hub of everything. Um, you know, and I'd never say to somebody that doesn't particularly want to write blog posts that that's what they should be doing. But I think starting with your blog and having that as the core channel or the core place where all your... Yeah. Always something to direct people back to through your social media. There is, yeah. And I think... What I'd maybe say to you now at this point, a really good thing to maybe do. Now you've got your you've got your website set up, and you've got um, got your Instagram set up. It may be worth spending some time about really thinking about some of your core messages and some of your your beliefs in your business and what your approach is, because I think that's what's a going to make you stand out. And B, going to help people get to know you. And I think if you can start to really develop some core content, that can then sit on your blog. And that that almost, so when somebody lands on your site, they're going to know instantly 
who you are, what you stand for, what it is that, that you do. So maybe when it's you're thinking about some of the next blog posts and the the content that you want to develop on your site, maybe have a think about some some posts or some messages that would really communicate that core content about what you want to to say to people going forwards. You know, it's maybe think about, you know, your thoughts and your beliefs, ideas that you want to share lessons you've learned you know the behind the scenes of what's going on maybe those things can really start to shape a relationship that you build like through your content with those people so I think you've got some really great how-tos on there which are going to be so helpful to people but if you can build that little bit more because I think putting yourself online doesn't always have to necessarily mean what we think it does in terms of talking on Instagram stories or, you know, getting really super personal about something. It can it can just be a lesson that you've learned you've learned or something that's happening now. So for example, some of the things, some of the messages and some of the things that you think are really helpful that you've learned and you're actually living in your real life, you know, this week. So something that you've struggled with but you've applied some of your own knowledge and your rationale and you can share some of that that makes it much more personal and allows people to get to know you and to, and helps to tell that message yeah that's a good idea so I, I was just thinking about this this morning because I've it's only been this week really that well last week that I've started to try and put stuff on my Instagram because I was working on just trying to get the website live before then and I've put a few posts up but I feel like they're quite generic and um, so I was thinking about how can I make them a bit more personal um it's mostly just kind of quotes at the moment they are quotes taken from my work um my blog posts and stuff but I think yeah I, I definitely do need to expand and make it a bit more personal and I also need to figure out how to use stories because I'm completely useless um so using your Instagram stories and how you can how you can use them yeah, I basically, I can just about manage to like put the post that I've just posted onto a story to tell people it's there. Um, but yeah, that's it. So I need to do a bit of work around that and how to start putting stories together. Because I think people consume stories now more than they look on people's grids, don't they? I think that's very true. When I think about the way personally, and obviously not personally, I'm going to speak for everybody, but I find that I'm interacting, engaging with stories a lot more than the grid these days. But I think you've got a lot of great content on your site already at the moment. And maybe it's not thinking about at this point, developing content specifically for stories. Maybe it's taking the content that you've already got and developing that into stories so if you've got a blog post, could you create and tell an actual story on stories that helps to share that outside of of the website and breaks that so breaks its key points down or shares its title and a, and a quote from it and a bit more information and use that to share some of the existing posts you've already done, but do it in a bit more of a creative way and try that because. That's thing like a lot of the posts that you've already got on your blog. So one blog post could probably be broken down into, I'm sure you could take quotes from that for four, five, six, seven grid posts, but you could also create some really nice stories out of that. And those stories that you create can also sit on your highlights as well. So maybe you could have each of your blog posts that you've done, or maybe your favorite three or the ones that really feel encapsulate what you're trying to do. do. 
share them as a series of blog posts with maybe four or five frames each and then let that sit on your highlights as well. So people, when people land on your page, they get a much um, richer idea about what it is that you do and, and what you're about. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Sometimes it's that we always think that we've got to develop new content for different things, but actually you've got some really great stuff there already and it's just about sharing that in different digestible digestible ways i've been really getting into pinterest actually i've made um a pinterest account for the website and i've been really enjoying um figuring that out as well i think probably more so than instagram um but that might change once i figure out how to properly use instagram well i think that's a real you know go with what you enjoy doing and when i was on your website before your pinterest graphics were beautiful really beautifully done and one of the biggest things in the past year that I've definitely come to understand is Instagram isn't the be all and end all. And actually there's so much potential on other platforms. And if you still feel like you're figuring Instagram out and you're still figuring how you want to be on there and what that looks like for you, that's okay. And that might be a process that takes time. You don't have to figure that out now. But if there's a channel like Pinterest or maybe you wanted to explore doing a podcast of if there's something that if you're enjoying that then there's no better reason to me than to go and you know try that and spend spend time doing that yeah definitely so I think you're in a really strong position now you've you've got the backbone of your website you've got a really strong idea and you kind of know you need to you know to figure this out and and take time take time to do that and develop your messaging and your content is there anything else that you're that's challenging at the moment or anything else that you feel that's holding you back at the moment I think probably and you'll know from having worked with me previously perfectionism is a massive thing for me and something I've had to try to deal with while working on like the blog content and everything and just I get still I don't know, just this overwhelming, knowing it's okay to, as people say, be a bit messy in the beginning and not have it all figured out. Whereas for me, I really struggle with like, oh, this isn't perfect. Like I can't, go, you know, people say about letting perfect stand in the way of good or like just getting it done. That's always been a massive thing for me. And it's definitely still coming up when I'm trying to figure out what content to put on the site and what to put on my Instagram. In that respect do you feel like it's stopping you from doing some things yeah I think it's definitely got a bit better but there'll still be even the stuff I've got on the website now like I'll still I have to constantly fight the urge to go back and write like tweak and rewrite things because I think it's not good enough or so yeah I'd say it it definitely gets in the way as a significant amount so do you feel it's more the fact that it's it's not distressing to you, but this process could be a lot easier if you weren't beating yourself up so much about things having to be perfect? Yeah, I think I probably have a lot more done by now. <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing is, it, I mean, perfectionism, I think it's, it's a natural thing because it's something that protects us. It's something, if we feel like something's perfect, then we feel that it's not going to be open to criticism and, um, you know, people people are not going to have something to say about it but you know we know that's not necessarily that's it's so like terrifying to put yourself out there as well and risk like other people's judgments and opinion mm. and I think 
I've thought a lot, a lot about this and, you know, it's something I've struggled with. It's something pretty much every client that comes to me struggle, struggles with. And what I've thought about recently is sometimes we think of this being an issue or a problem that, you know, this fear of judgment and perfectionism. And actually, I think a lot of it isn't necessarily an issue that we've got. It's just the types of people that we are that are probably quite private people in real life as well. So a lot of the people I work with and myself include like quite introverted, you're quite empathetic and quite intuitive people. So we naturally feel what other people feel or we think we feel what other people are feeling. We're naturally introverted and we're quite private. So I think it's about being compassionate with ourselves about that as well. Like I know from speaking to you, Gemma, and I know from myself, we're not the type of people that will probably share our business with every man and his dog usually. So it is. this is something new. It's something different. It's something that goes against what we would usually do. And I think it's important to understand that sometimes because it's not necessarily that something wrong with us or we should be able to do this or it should be easy and we've got something that's wrong with us that we can't do it. It's just maybe learning a way that's right for right for us. And I think, you know, you're writing your personal experiences, you are writing your personal thoughts and feelings for the world to see at the moment. And that is difficult because that's like, you know, it's not it's not what we used to, to do, is it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, even with the domain name, um, I didn't think I was going to have it under my name. It's, it's, I mean, it's called The Lifestyle Project, but the domain is gemmajames.com. And for me, I didn't think that was to put it under my own name. I didn't think that was something I'd be able to do. That was a very last minute decision. Um, and it's quite terrifying. I was going to have it under a, the Lifestyle Project domain and try and do it anonymously. Um I think then I just kind of thought, I can't, how can I tell my story to help people if I'm trying to do it anonymously? Like those two things just don't go together. So all in or nothing, I think. Yeah. And I think that's when you've really, you know, you've recognised yourself that when something's holding you back, but it's not actually the right thing to do, you're making it, you, you're making that decision not out of fear, but out of, you know, knowing what is the right right thing to do for you and your business and, and what's what's going to be right in the future as well. And I think it's like remembering as well with with the work that you're putting out there, it doesn't have to be for everybody. It doesn't have to be to please everybody or for people to like it. It's to help that one person, those two people, those 10 people, whoever that is, it's about maybe just speaking to that one person that it is that you're trying to help and not worrying about what all those other people who it isn't necessarily for are going to think of it. Yeah, I agree. Because I think quite naturally we want to, I don't know, I you do naturally want to try and please people and you do want people to like you, but that's not necessarily a prerequisite for the types of works that we want, want to do. And I think you thinking about your why and, you know, this important message that you've got to share and these important lessons that you've got to share and to help people with, that's so much more important than even, you know, the perfect blog post or the perfect Instagram post. I think as long as the work is getting out there, that's the most important thing. Yeah, I heard a quote on a podcast I was listening to a while ago where someone said, people will judge your message so much more than they'll judge your logo. Um, And I've just tried to keep that in mind. Um, Just kind of, yeah, obviously translate to to content, etc. Yeah. And you can figure this out as you go along as well. Like, 
my the first blog post that I did were like terrible, like really ter- terrible. And some of them probably still are. But the thing is, you've got to do them to you've got to live the work and do the work to develop your idea. You can't plan for the perfect launch because we're not a hundred person organization that's trying to launch a new product. Um, you know, we're doing it in this perfect thought out way. We're living in our businesses and we're learning in our businesses and we're growing our businesses and we're not going to be the perfect culmination of an idea it's something we kind of have to learn along the way. But I think for my brain, and I think your brain, that's quite a difficult thing to not to understand for us to um, accept because I think we, we want to do things perfectly, don't we? We want to do things right, but it doesn't I know. Happen. I look at the website now and I think you should already have so much content. You should have a whole library of content for people like when they come to read through. It's like, well, I'm only one person. I can't write and I'm writing it on my own and it's okay to not have a hundred posts on there already absolutely and when you have those thoughts I really 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 want you to make a conscious effort to recognize that that's a thought that you're having and think about a more realistic and compassionate thought because I think if you wouldn't expect me to say that to you that you should have all this content and you should you know you should have all this you're in a process and I think the more you can speak to that thought and speak to yourself as a friend would as a coach would and get a more realistic view on where you are and you know where you've come from as well because you know how you know how you've developed in the last six months and where this idea has come to is a huge achievement and leaps and bounds on you know in itself so it's um I think it's speaking to yourself with compassion a little bit as well because expectation equals pressure and that's kind of where the perfectionism comes in but if you can be compassionate that brings so much freedom and a feeling of calm as well I suppose within within your business because I think thinking that you should have done this already and you should have this content it feels quite quite tight and rigid and you're always feeling like you're behind and you're always feeling like you're catching up when actually you're you're in a really great position and I think if you can come from that place of growth and experimentation and finding you know freedom and able enabling yourself to do that it's a lot more enjoyable thing to do as well and we want to enjoy it don't we yeah exactly and that's so true that phrase about always feeling like you're behind that's exactly it always feeling like why have I not already done more um, I think I have definitely got better at being more compassionate since having sessions with you I think I I used to be like 10 times worse Mm. I think when I think back to like I remember having like a a breakdown thinking why why do I not already have like a fully fledged up and running successful business like it's almost a year since Rich died like why have I not going back to that time and thinking all that pressure I was putting on myself and my friends just looking at me thinking like you're mental say like you Rich would be just as proud if you had a, a business five years from now, but me just not being able to hear them and just thinking, why, no, it's it's been a year, I should already have this done. I promised him that I'd, you know, go on and set up this business, so I haven't already and definitely come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you you know, you, you definitely have come a long way with that because I think you, you've realised that growing into this and we were chatting before that this is it's not even just about this business, which is obviously really important. 
all of this that's happening is bigger than all that. This is about you and how you want to spend your life and what you want to be doing with your life. And actually, does it really matter how quickly that happens or what the timeline is for that? If, you know, you've got to do this in your own your own time and trusting yourself and trusting the process. And I think you're at the point now where you feel more confident letting go a little bit and and having that trust in yourself and what's happening well I think I mean so much of that comes from having the sessions with you like I'm not just saying that honestly it's been I think instrumental in getting to this point and being able to be at the point where I've refined the idea as much as I have I think I was just completely completely lost before like that you know the feeling of knowing you want to do something but not knowing like where to start I absolutely do know that feeling and I think you know that's hopefully why I can help people as as much hopefully because I understand how that that feels you know I've I've been there myself and all of these feelings and all of these lessons are things that I have learned I'm learning (laughs) to struggle with but hopefully can offer a bit of insight too but I think knowing that there isn't the perfect way and the way that I think we, sometimes we can think there's a perfect way because, you know, we should we should be doing so many blog posts, so many Instagram posts or whatever. Well, yeah, that might be great. But if it's not the way that works for us, the way that works for us might look really, really differently. The way that works for you might be experimenting on Pinterest for the next three months while you figure out the rest of things and that might take off. Who knows? It, everybody's journey can look completely different. And I think the main thing is that you're fully now living what it is that you want to do your message your purpose you now feel fully aligned with what you're doing and that is the main thing and I have absolutely no doubt you know how this process unfolds what that looks like you're absolutely going to get to where it is that you want to be let's hope so let's hope I managed to figure it out but yeah I mean even if it just helps a handful of people like it will have been worth it I think you've got a really, you know, you've got a very valuable experience and you've got lots of insight and knowledge that are going to help a lot of people. I'm, I'm absolutely sure of that. So thank you for joining me today, Gemma. It's, I mean, absolutely lovely to speak to you. And thank you for sharing your story as well. Really, really appreciate you sharing such a personal story with us. Thank you for having me on. It's been so nice to have a chat, especially since I've not seen you for months. And now if people want to find you online and they want to take a look at your website and your Instagram and where you're up to, where can people see you? So the website is Gemma with a G hyphen james.com and my Instagram is at TLP Gemma. So TLP for the Lifestyle Project. Amazing. Thank you so much, Gemma. Thank you. It's been really fun. So as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on things we discussed in today's show, especially if you're at the start of your creative business journey. Come and chat to Gemma and I on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. All the links for how to get in touch with us and everything else we discussed in the episode are in the show notes, which you can find in your podcast app or on my website, laurinosdeliving.com. Also, if you've enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you could pass it on and share it with someone you think you would enjoy listening. Thank you so much. I hope you have a lovely week. See you next time. Thank you.